Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, how the tides have changed. So Steph Curry got injured in the Boston Celtics game. Marcus Smart took a dive for the ball, rolled up on Steph's foot slash ankle, and he's going to be out for a minute. I didn't want to record an episode after the game because I wanted to know exactly what the MRI was going to say, like what the team was going to say about it. And there's still a lot that's not known. I think from what I've gathered, again, I'm sure you've heard and read some of the same things, but from what I've gathered, Steph is going to be out at best a week to a week and a half if it's a very, very just basic brain. But in all likelihood, he's going to be out a few weeks, maybe a month. It seems like there's optimism that he'll be back for the first round of the playoffs. But again, that remains to be seen. I don't know. I mean, this sucks because I always talk about how health is the number one priority. And now that we were getting Draymond Green back and then potentially James Wiseman soon, Things were starting to look whole. This team was whole almost. And now, after we finally had Draymond and Steph and Clay Thompson on the court at the same time, Steph drops. Right? First, Clay wasn't there. And then Clay comes back and Draymond's not there. And then Draymond comes back and then Steph's gone. How about that? But that's just part of the game. That's how it works. People get injured, and that's why you always, always try to prioritize health. It's the luck of the draw. It's how fate works. And first off, you know, when you look at that play, it sucks. Was it a dirty play by Marcus Smart? No, I don't think so. Was it a dangerous play? Oh, hell yes, it was, right? Like it was basically one of those dives where you're not just going for the ball, but you're kind of leaning your body into the other person who's trying to get the ball. And that's what happened. Marcus Smart rolled up on Steph's foot. Steph's foot got stuck under him. And so it goes. It's like when you dive for a fumble in football, you don't just go for the ball. You try to, you know, put your body between the ball and your opponent. And that's what Marcus Smart did. And this is a Warriors podcast, so I'm biased, whatever. You know, I'm not going to go overboard and say, like, Marcus Smart is a dirty player. But, yeah, right now I really, really dislike Marcus Smart. But I'm not going to litigate that here. That's not what I do. But it sucks. And now that it's been about half a day since this all went down, You know, you look at this and what does it mean for the Warriors? It means, first and foremost, definitely, well, I guess you can never say never, but with Draymond back and the Warriors playing well, it looked like the Warriors were going to make a push for that second spot. But right now, it's pretty likely that the Memphis Grizzlies hold on to it. The question is, where do the Warriors end up? And also, who are they going to play and who can they match up against? First things first, right? If Steph doesn't make it into the first round of the playoffs, then it's a question of can these Warriors beat the Mavericks or the Nuggets or the resurgent Minnesota Timberwolves without Steph? I don't know. You know, you look at those teams, you look at Dallas, and even though I'm not a big Dallas fan, it's just like going against Luka 
And then for Denver going against Jokic, you feel like you kind of need your transcendent MVP superstar to go against their transcendent talents. So that's a big question mark. And the Timberwolves, they're just playing well, right? I think the Warriors can take any of these teams without Steph, but it's going to be much, much tougher. I don't know if they would be favorites against Dallas or Denver. And also Denver, it looks like they're going to get Jamal Murray back at some point. Who knows how he's going to look? And they're still hoping that Michael Porter Jr. will be back too. So that's an even better Denver team than we've seen as of late. These are challenges, right? It's almost like, oh, maybe the Warriors can just uh, drop and play Utah because <laughs> Utah doesn't scare me. But, you know, like we haven't seen this team that the Warriors have we know they have talent, right? That's never been in doubt. But we've seen them without Clay. We've seen them without Draymond. And now we're going to see these guys without Steph. But the thing is, there are 13 games or 12 games now, I believe. There are 12 games left to try to figure it out, right? And that's not much time. You're hoping that they were trending towards peaking for the playoffs, but right now you just want them to figure out how the rotations, who's going to do what. So there's not much time to experiment. Luckily, luckily you have somebody like Jordan Poole, who at least in the first part of the season, he subbed in, replaced Clay when Clay was still out. And now he gets a chance to fill in for Steph. So there's an opportunity for him to, for one, really, really prove that he can play his game consistently night in, night out. Two, that he can meet the moment. We've seen him hit big shots. We've seen him be unafraid, but can he do it for the rest of the season and potentially into the first round? I hope so. I don't know. And that's the big question. And there's just a lot of questions in general. How does this change the rotation? Can Clay get more consistent and shoulder more of a load? Can Moses Moody, who also got hurt, but looks like he'll be back. He hurt his shoulder, but it's something that happens all the time. I don't know if it was a dislocation or whatever, but he'll be back. Can he step up his game even more? Can Andre Godala get back and provide some veteran leadership that you'll miss without Steph off the bench? Can Jonathan Kaminga be more consistent? Can James Wiseman get to the big league club and actually contribute a little bit more than maybe you would have hoped? right? Maybe they're just going to pick and roll Wiseman and Poole all the way to the finals. That's a joke. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But hey, it's an opportunity for this team to really, really see what they're made of. To see their worth and 
just like a lot of the dudes grew into some bigger roles when Draymond was out. Yes, there were some rough patches for sure, <laughs> but maybe some other guys can grow into this as well. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, it's not over yet, but it's going to be tougher, right? Like, will the Warriors, who are currently three and a half up on the Utah Jazz, they're in the third spot, Jazz are in fourth, will they drop behind the Jazz? You know, as I've said, health is more important than playoff seating. And although you'd like to have home court advantage, especially if you don't have Steph, you got to play the hand you're dealt. And this stinks, but... Luckily, Steph didn't break anything. He didn't tear anything. And this team has enough experience and leadership at the top end and talent from top to bottom to figure some stuff out. This is, again, the spot where Steve Kerr has to earn his money. You know, the coaching staff, they have to show that not only can they manage personalities and egos and stuff, but that they can put another broken up puzzle together, right? They tried to figure it out when Draymond was out to mediocre, like literally mediocre results, pretty much 500. And now Steph's out. So it's going to be interesting for sure. And although it's not what we had hoped for after Draymond's triumphant return, it's what we got. And this is why you play the games. So we'll see. We'll see. Steph will be back. It's just a question of how soon and what will this team look like in the meantime? And then how much of an adjustment period there will be after he gets back. This is why they say winning a title is always, always hard. Sure, maybe it looked easy a couple times with the Warriors, but remember, there were always big challenges for every title run and, of course, each title defeat. These kinds of challenges, that's what makes for good stories, I guess. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to check out our new YouTube channel, Oakland Warriors. The link will be in the show description. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Thank you.